Stop. Bring that bass up, Jerry. Keep playing. Welcome back to another episode of BC Banter Podcast. Here's your host, Brett Ryder. Welcome, welcome to episode 19, BC Banter on the Heights, the weekly Boston College podcast hosted by myself, Brett Ryder, and P. Collins. And a little drum roll, please. The best PA announcer in the ACC, possibly the country, the best MC in the Hockey East and the ACC, Mr. Andrew Haas. Wow. Haas, welcome. Incredible intro. Honored, thrilled to be here. Thank you, Brett and Pete. Let's let's roll it, baby. Let's talk BC. Let's, let's get up. Let's get after it. Uh, so on to on today's episode, uh, we'll take a look back at the basketball team. Uh, what's been going on? Some real realistic, excuse me, expectations here on out. Uh, we'll also get into yeah, the disaster is showing for the hockey team over this past weekend. Uh, looking ahead to the b- battle of Calm Ave, excuse me. Uh, a brand new segment, um, which we will introduce here in a little bit, uh, and the outlook on the remainder of the hockey season. Uh, now, Haas, t- this is this is a little something that we do uh, during during the football season, and I I hadn't written it down, but Pete, I, I I know you'll be able to kind of just go with it. But how you feeling, dude? I'm feeling good. Glad to be back. Glad to start 2023. Um, glad to see BC basketball. We're like have a good dominant win. Um, Mm -hmm. Glad that the hockey team has a a good matchup coming ahead. Not so happy about the Vermont weekend, and we can get to that later, but uh, lots (laughs) to be happy about. (laughs) Haas, what about about you? How are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, we've seen a lot in the last, you know, half a decade here with BC Winter Athletics. Um, and I feel like we're in a prime position to finish the season strong in both sports, both men hoops, sure. men's hoop and men's hockey. So uh, excited to talk about that and obviously thrilled to be here and excited to have you guys have me on here. And trust me, we are elated to have you here as well. Uh, great, great addition. Really looking forward to it. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm the way I'm feeling is that we actually hit some threes last game. Like I, you know, wasn't sure if I wasn't sure if, if 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 we were allowed to do that, but we're we're out there hitting three, so I'm I'm very, very happy to see that. Uh, I've we, been saving my I've been saving my voice to do the three point call, and I'd never have to use it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Is that is that your favorite? Is that your favorite call? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like if I were to go work the, for the Celtics, I'd lose my voice. Yeah. See, it's like the exact opposite. It's like I'm just ready to go, and I'm like itching every time a three point shot goes up. Like, and it just doesn't happen. You're like, can I just can I just announce the other team's three pointers? Like when Wake Forest has like a barrage of threes, can I can I just go crazy for them? Maybe some sometimes I catch myself about to go crazy for a three, and I'm like, that was not us. <laughs> they're like, yo, like remember they're the away team, right? Right. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, so. One of the one of the wins, um, obviously at home against Notre Dame, we were you know we're two and zero against them this year. Which I don't care what their record is, what our record is, any any sport, any time you can beat Notre Dame, I'm gonna be happy about it. So the fact that we're two and zero against them, um, you know, and I I just really liked their effort in this game. I thought that they really played with high energy. I thought that they played very cohesively. Um, anytime that they're kind of, you know rolling on all all cylinders and you can really see like what they're what they're all about and it just makes me i'm like i'm like come on like this is this is this is the vision that we've all had for them as fans coming into this year you got a healthy post uh makai looked good you know uh damar damar finally looks like he's really starting to get back into his rhythm and it just really looks like they were finally for the first time uh all year that they were they were finally firing on all cylinders I was particularly happy to see the second half performance too, because you go into mm. halftime with a very close game, but then you come out in the second half and pretty much dominate the second half. 
to lead you to a pretty dominant victory. I mean, you're talking about it's nice to beat Notre Dame. It's been nice to beat Notre Dame the past two seasons. I think four yeah. and one in the past five. Um, I yeah. looked up their margin of victory, and not only are they winning, but they're winning by just under 10 points, 9.75 mm. average margin of victory against mm. Notre Dame in the past two years. So um, not only is it nice to beat Notre Dame, it's nice to win big. I mean, four out of five of Notre Dame starters are grad students. They're like fifth and sixth. These are like COVID guys, <laughs> fifth and yeah. sixth year players that have all played under Bray. They know his system. I'm shocked that they're as bad as they are. Um, but that doesn't take away from us beating them twice. I mean, that's – I love that. I love that. Send send Bray into an unhappy retirement. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and Earl Earl's what, three and one against them now? I think I you're think. right. That would make sense. Two and zero this year, and I'm sure he was one and one last split last year. Yeah, they lost an OT last year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We we definitely like that. Like these are confidence boosting wins, right? Like this one, you win by double digits on the road, first ACC road win of the year. That's that puts something under your belt. That's going to get you ready for the second half of the ACC schedule. I mean, after that Wake loss, I was like, oh boy, this season could go one way like this could go down a very bad path and then it's like they come back with this win on the road and it's like they got some heart in them they're not going to quit i'm excited to circle some wins here on the calendar and see what you guys think for the remainder of this year yeah yeah i got a i got a i got a couple um that i think so i i wrote down five five teams that i really think that like we we can and probably should be. Um, I got Louisville at home tomorrow uh, at Virginia tech at Pitt at FSU and then Georgia, Georgia tech, excuse me to close the year. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I'm not saying that we're going to go five and O against, against those teams, but those were the ones that really stuck out to me. Like these are the, these are the teams that we match up very well with, and we probably can and should beat. Mm. And then, you know, they always have that like weirdo uh, Clemson or, or Virginia game in there as well, where, where, where they like steal a win somewhere. So I'm interested why you think we got the, I mean, I have the same wins. I have Louisville, Virginia tech, Florida, and Georgia tech, but uh, Pitt is the only one where I, where I differ. I only have four wins left on the, in the rest of the season, bringing us to 13 total, which is frankly exactly where we were last year. Mm. And, and yeah. that was something that we talked about in one of our most recent episodes was, or when we were making predictions for the season, I said, uh, you got, like I think I, I looked it up, seventy-one percent of the minutes played last year returned, and seventy-one percent of the scoring from last year returned. And I said, "Why are we going to?" And the same coach, why are we expecting more than thirteen wins? I predicted fifteen, but it looks like we're right back to thirteen. So it's kind of like the story played out like last year. Uh, so I think I think that, especially coming into this year, I think that one of the the key factors for me thinking that they were going to be much improved was the fact that I thought DeMar was going to take uh, that third year leap, which, you know, at this, at this point in time, he really hasn't. I think another thing, obviously, you know, we expected grown man post to come out and really dominate. And you saw it last game, mm. which what he did, but I mean, he's only really played the ACC slate and he's just really starting to really get more than 20 minutes a game now. Uh, so they haven't really been healthy all year. It's first game um, over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. His previous no. high was 17 minutes. Yeah. And, and, to, and to be honest, like the first half of the ACC schedule that we've played, I mean, hasn't been like matchup the matchups for him to take advantage of, right? Notre Dame has really been that one matchup he has been able to. Duke's got big bigs. Wake's got big bigs. UNC has big bigs. I mean, they've mm-hmm. played in Miami. I mean, they've played all teams that really – I mean, everybody in the ACC has, CCC has big guys, but – Sure, sure. Those are probably some of the tougher big matchups he's going to have. Like, he's going to have some games up here in the coming stretch that he's going to hopefully be able to dominate more. I think and, – and same with Syracuse, too. That's another team that's got some big bigs. And if, I, is that is that one at home coming up? Yeah. Because they yeah. played in well, we Syracuse. We already played right? them on the road and lost. Yeah, yeah. That's Karate Kid night. If we don't beat them at home. Like, that's a, that's a must win for me. Like, I want to win that game so bad. I hate Jim Beheim. I hate Syracuse. I all set with that. Like, let's let's send him into retirement too. Hmm. 
Especially after getting spanked by 14, it would be nice to come back and take the victory. And the thing was, they got, they lost by 14, but they really played them pretty damn well during that Mm. game. Like, if I were to, if I were to sell a game for people to come see, like, that's the one. Like, come to that series. I think that even that Clemson game right before that, it could be ugly potentially, but that and the Syracuse game are going to be two really good home games back to back. Hopefully, there's some students that come out and it it gets rowdy in, in the forum. Are those are those weeknight games or weekend games? They should be weekend. The thirty first is midweek, but I think February fourth is uh, a weekend game. That's a set. So Syracuse is a Saturday. Clemson's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Damn, they really they really have Brevin Galloway's uh, come comeback game on a Tuesday night. His homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> the the eight o'clock Tuesday night game. Seven. The, the NIL <laughs> champion of the year. Yeah, he was he, he was the one that got in trouble, right? I don't know if he got in trouble, but he had a ton of spot. Like he had a bunch of brands that were like reaching out to him. To, to, like his Instagram following is insane. He's got like at least twenty five thousand followers on Instagram. Really? Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he has like a clothing brand or something. I saw. Yeah, I think like BG something. Yeah, I did see that. But yeah, I mean, I could see and and to get back to your question, Pete, the I mean, so the the one the one decipher in game Pitt, like Pitt's actually been really freaking good this year. Yeah. I just like the way we potentially can match up with them. I, I so so we all blind. agree on Louisville, Georgia Tech, right? Like those are the two yeah. wins that are yeah, you gotta circle those definitely. Hope or mm-hmm. hopefully that they win those. Yeah. And then you guys were saying what at Virginia Tech? Yes. But even that's not going to be a gimme. I mean, I'm looking at all these teams that were playing, like, besides Georgia Tech, Louisville, and then everybody else is above 500 that we play for the rest of the year in the ACC. Yep. Including Florida State. You get top 10 Virginia twice. I mean, this is a... I don't know. I yeah, It could, yeah... If, Brett's got five. A lot of ways got, this could play out. Brett's got five. I got four. What do you? What, what, if I, if you were forced to put a number, what, what? How many wins do you see left? Seven in the last eleven here. Four and seven. Seven. I had Louisville and Georgia Tech. I had at Florida State, which. Me too. And then I think they steal either Clemson or Syracuse at home. Really? Not Virginia Tech. Hmm. I, I mean, I think Virginia Tech, after being Duke, is going to have. Uh, they're going to have a better second half to their to their ACC season. And it's tough to play there. It's yeah, really it's, tough to play there. It's like a barn. The place is like an old barn. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention like that's the second that's the second time you're seeing them after you just embarrassed right. them. Yeah, while they were ranked. Them. Yeah. I I, I agree. Yeah. Like Pete, like those so those games, um those five games that I, I read off to you, I don't necessarily think that those I I like I'm not predicting that they're going to win all five of those games. Um, those are just the five games that I, I could really win. realistically think that they'll win. Like I could see right. them. I would like to see them. So I think I'm more so four because I, I, I even wrote it down three and two in those games. And then some, some like wacky win. Otherwise um, gotcha. I see, I could see them finishing thir- 13 and 18 and then going into going into ACC, the ACC tournament, um, I don't think that they're gonna do what they did last year, win two games, and then well, ho- go wire. Hopefully they to don't wire. Have to play a pl- hopefully they don't have to play a playing game this year as the eleven or the twelve seed, right? Like I hopefully know. they get a ten seed. Yeah, which they haven't playing been that, able- for, playing that first day stinks. Like that's just. Do you go to that? No. Probably, probably for the better, honestly. <laughs> I mean, last year would have been fun. Yeah, last year would have been real fun. Because it's now in, it's now in uh, Brooklyn, right? It's at the Barclays. Yeah, it's no longer in Greensboro. Yeah, it was funner when it was in Greensboro, though, in my opinion. You went down. I never went down, but I just I, maybe it's because BC was actually good back then, like when mm-hmm. they had like Jared Dudley and all them boys. So there was mm-hmm. like. They would actually perform well during it, but well, that they were in the Big East tournament back then, weren't they? With Dudley, uh, so f- yeah, his freshman and sophomore year, 
his first two okay. years. Yeah. So he was split between MSG then and then down in Greensboro. That tournament is just there's there's no comparison to that tournament. No. And the, the Big East is silly this year. I mean, everyone's just punching. It's like everyone's just punching each other in the face. Like you don't know who is the best team. Yeah. Yeah. UConn was like four for a little bit. Then they lost the Providence. Providence, even even like those those like typically not that great teams like Seton Hall and those other guys like they're they're all like battling each other too. It's a great conference. It's unbelievable. Couldn't be us, man. <laughs> Three and six is not a terrible. Seeing no. who we played so far, Duke twice. Ake. UNC, I mean, be three and six. I, Notre Dame twice. I don't know. I think they're in an okay spot after nine games. Yeah, and honestly, they very well could be four and five, if we're if we're being honest. Or one and eight. I was about to say, yeah. just as easily could go on the other way. <laughs> I mean, they're Virginia ranked. Tech was, they're, that was a ranked win against Virginia Tech. They're ranked like their offense is one of the worst offenses in all of college basketball. To 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 sit, you know, we have to acknowledge that their defense is the only reason that they're kind of hanging around, you know, the the record that they have. They're ranked what 322nd in points per game, 320th in assists per game, 348th in three-point percentage. You're you're not going to be successful with numbers like that. And then you're just the- turning the knife in us. You're just turning the knife in us here, Pete. I mean, we gotta be, we gotta keep it real. We're out here saying. I know, I, I agree. I, there's been some stretches of these games where they haven't, they can't put the. There's a lid on the hoop. They can't put the ball in the basket. They like, can't pass it into the watch. post. They can't pass it into the post, and the, or it gets stolen, right? And they can't shoot it to make them, you know, the defense creep up on them so they can pass it into the post. You know, so it's it really came together when they started shooting it well, right? Because then they could then the, sh- the defenders had to go up on the shooters that opened up the passing lanes into the post and. Quentin post, you know, all of a sudden we got him dominating in the post. Right. So like, I I think a lot of it opens up when you start shooting, when you start passing it down low and collapsing defenses, kicking it out, you need to see a lot more of that. But if you can't shoot and can't score, it just doesn't matter what you're doing. Why can't we hit three pointers? Isn't that what uh, Mr. Mason over there is supposed to be doing? Supposed to be. That why we got, isn't that why he's here? It's I mean, just you, you were about you were about to say that's why we that's why we traded for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the past the past few games, you know, he'll make me eat those words. But uh, overall, yeah. in the season, yeah. uh, he has been performing better as of late. We got to credit where yeah. credits due. Sure, uh, sure. Shooting like over forty percent. He made a big shot in that. Big uh, shot. I think it was the Notre Dame game. Yep. Uh, yes, down the, yes. down the stretch at home to basically win it. Um, that was yeah, like on I mean, the baseline. Yeah, it was like a yeah, exactly. Like a twelve or fourteen footer on the baseline, like the toughest jump shot in basketball. He just Literally. nothing but nylon. Yeah. Um. I mean, he. Yes, my expectations were higher for him after seeing like what he did at Cincinnati. Um. And maybe he could turn it on here. I mean, he, again, he's on the floor in big moments, which is good to see. He's not getting mm-hmm. the type of minutes I expected. Things could change here in the rotation. You never know if he starts to get hot. Yeah. I was looking up their minutes and their rotations and just thinking that he does need to get more minutes or some other guard needs to get more minutes in the game. You can't keep having Jay-Z, Makai, and DeMar eat 30-plus minutes a game. They're, they can't play rapid pace defense like they do and score at a high level playing that mm-hmm. long in the game. So you need a, a Kelly to, to perform better. You need, yeah. you need Mason to eat up more minutes at an effective level. You can't score five points a game and play like 28 minutes you can't up a guy's minutes when he's not when he's not scoring and that's what he's out there to do so i I just think the guards need a little bit of help on the amount of weight that they have to carry on this team yeah one one of the things that i wonder if it has anything to do with and i i don't i don't have any evidence to this but if if it's just like our offense is not conducive to three-point shooting because i'm even looking at brevin's stats because he that's why they brought him in as a three-point shooter like a three and d guy Last year, he wasn't us, playing D. He wasn't playing D. Stop yeah, that. no, no. So a, a three and me, a three and me guy. I like that three and me. Yeah, <laughs> three and me. I'm looking up for my stats. So I mean, because you look at his, so his field goal percentage when he was at college, college of Charleston, excuse me, four hundred seven, four hundred. He shot 
325 as a freshman, 366. And these are his three-point numbers. And then at mm-hmm. BC last year, for his field goal percentage, cratered. Two, and, the, and this is conference play, mind you. I took the other games out. This is just conference. Uh, 289 compared to 400. And his three-point shooting went from 36% to 23. So 231. And then this year, now that he's on Clemson, so it's not like, oh, he was playing in the, you know, Colonial League and then he comes to the ACC. Like, that's why that would seem like that would be indicative of it. But you look at him playing for Clemson, who's obviously gross. His minutes are up, too. He's playing 30 minutes a game compared to 25 last year. But his field goal percentage is 41%. And his three-point percentage is back up to in the 30s, 32%. So it's like, I, what, I, what would you I, attribute it to? You think it's because Conti form is not a shooter's gym? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I kind, I do kind of wonder that. Like, it's a tongue-in-cheek comment of like saying, like, oh, you know, like the Conti morgue. Like, maybe these boys just like can't shoot in there. But I mean, it has to be something. I mean, how many, how many opponents have come in in the last in recent memory and put up thirty plus points? There's only a handful that I can count. I know. Caleb Love, I think, is like the last guy I remember that really had a standing game against us when he was at UNC for his one year. Yeah, and that was a couple of years ago, right? I don't think Bancaro had like a this game again. He's not really a shooter. Um, I'm trying to think, like, is there anybody that really lit us up from an opposing team that like went for 30 or more in the last? Like, maybe it is Conti form. I don't know. Well, yeah. So the opponents are shooting 37 percent from three in our building. They are. Wow. And what are we shooting? 20-something? Sorry, I said our building, and I should have just said on the year. Let me see if I can't sort it out by Conti. But opponents. Before him. Yeah. Pete, you got to have that ready to go, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> got to get some advanced stats going here to sort out by home. Yeah. You're our, you're our metric man, dude. <laughs> but while, while he's pulling that up, I – can you think of anybody, Brett, that has come in and like lit us up? I'm racking my brain. I can't. I'm I'm not coming up with anyone because I even think back to like Marvin Bagley when he was on Duke, and I mean he played well, but I I don't remember anyone really lighting us up like that. Like I'm even thinking from these Virginia teams. Virginia doesn't even score. Like I'm thinking some of those. Like even just yeah. back to Brogdon, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter. Like a lot of these guys. I. He doesn't really. They're 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 not. They're like a. They're not a high possession team. They they use yeah. the entire shot clock. So I don't think any guys go for thirty really often with them. But UNC Duke. I don't know. Like, like what's his name? Um, who's the kid from? Who's the kid that's that went to USC? UNC, excuse me, for a year, and then he's on the Magic now. Um, Anthony. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Cole Anthony. I don't think he lit us up. No. Yeah, but watch, but watch. We say that, and like we're talking about Brevin. Brevin's gonna have forty in our house <laughs> that that Tuesday He'll chuck night. forty. He'll chuck forty shots, whether he, he makes them, you know, or not. He will. He will. <laughs> That's what I mean. So if I look at Brevin, like for as green of a light as he had, I think right now on our team, nobody knows who has the green light. Do you get that sense when you watch, like besides Mason, right? Like, yeah, who has the green light? Just, just Makai. Maybe Kai, right? Kai. Just, but just him. Like, who else? You've seen Jay Z lately. He very hesitant when he gets the ball on the three point. Like you, he he's not right now. He's not looking shoot first. Mm Hmm. At all. Do you want him to be? He makes us go. If Jay Z's playing confident and he's playing in his means, obviously, but what's that? He had a second half, I think, again. I forget against who. Again, at home, we won the game because of him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was Notre Dame or Virginia Tech. I think it was Virginia Tech where he turned it on. It was, it was Virginia Tech. I mean, he. It feels like Jay Z has a different, another gear that he can take it to in some of these games, and I and I feel like he's the guy that. When this team goes because of him, like he is one of those key cogs in the wheel, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, his, I mean, his numbers aren't, aren't too bad either. Like he's shooting 44%. Obviously mm-hmm. you, you want more to be desired from, from your um, shooting guard, but I mean, we'll kind of take what we can get at this point. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's a two-way player too. I mean, his, his on-ball defense is, he's up in guys grills. Like it's crazy mm-hmm. to see how hard he plays both ways. All three of them really are playing aggressive yeah. defense on, uh, from the guard position, moving or whatever it is. It looks good starting through him, not saying it does, it's not going to look good through Makai, but I would like to see a switch just to see, you know, what we got there. Basically, assist totals are the same on the air, and Jay-Z gets the opportunity to have the ball to begin with every time. So what changes if maybe you let Makai start with the ball every time? Mm. I get the sense that both Makai and Jay-Z want to play off. They don't want to play the one. Mm. I get the idea that they want to come off some motion or some action to get the ball and be in a shooting position. Right? Like, yeah. That's why I think you've seen DeMar bring up the ball more. Because both of those guys, like, want, like, Makai can create his own shot. There's no doubt about that. He's the best shot creator on the team. Like, he's got that, he's got that ability to, to make space and, and, and make shot, tough shots. But I feel like both of those guys want to get a pass to start the offense instead of trying to come from full court at a dribble with a guy, making a move side to side. They want to work off a pick. Yeah, they want to work off some sort of action. Yeah, but I mean, everyone wants to work off a pick because then you're wide open. It's Mm kind of like we need we need you to make the tough play. We need you to bring the ball up and make the tough play, make the tough first pass, maybe create some space, because I think that's kind of what's missing. You get the ball off the pick and then they're covered because the other team is switching on uh, or they're playing a zone often is what I'm seeing. And, you know, and it's like, well, you don't pick and you can't pick in a zone. So, like, I kind of want to see what it looks like even if they don't necessarily want to come off the pick, like have Earl has to make an executive decision and kind of force some force some changes or else we're going to see a 300 plus ranked offense over and over again. Yeah. That, that, that Syracuse game against the zone will be interesting for sure. Yeah. That's why I also say at the must watch because it'll right. be, how do they prepare for that? And how do they shoot the ball at home against the zone? I mean, when I, I was so infuriated watching them play against the zone, cause I feel like they don't run zone beating offenses. They run right. a very similar offense against whatever defense they're going up against, which I think is, mm uh obviously like an old school approach like we play our game a zone beater you got to get behind them right and get on the baseline behind drop behind the lowest level and make the zone go down i know i'm talking technical basketball here but like run some sort of zone beating offense please um you know instead of the same uh over and over and over again offense i'd like to see something a little bit of a a switch up i guess that's why i'm that's why i'm calling for the makaya point guard um move just to see a switch up see something new it can't hurt at this point is kind of where I'm at too. It's like, it definitely, it definitely isn't going to like deter them in any way, but I would just really like to see them at least recruit or find like, they just, they need a, a natural point guard. Agreed. So, I mean, we'll see. So, I mean, so let, let, let let's wrap this up. Right. So I have, so I'm saying, I'm going to say four, I'll, I'll say four wins that that'll be my prediction is uh, I'll stay on four wins for the rest of the year. Um, what are you, what are you guys, what are you guys' predictions? I think, I think we're at the same. Uh, well, I'll speak I'm for bumping myself. It. I'm bumping it to five. Oh, I like it. I'm bumping it to five. I yeah. like the five and six, yeah. five and six in these last 11. Get us, get us over the, um, the, the 13 win threshold from last year. Finish as the nine or 10 seed. Don't play on Tuesday of the ACC tournament. <laughs> and uh game in the ACC tournament that's my that's my prediction I love that I love that I hope so I would I would really I would really like to see that as well I just want to see them at, at the very least <clears throat> I thought they would take a huge jump this year they haven't um mm. what now now what I would consider not a successful year but a step up would just be to see them progress win more than they did last year and yeah. then and then I'll make my same dopey uh, 21 <laughs> prediction again next year. <laughs> as, um, as weird as it, as weird as it sounds, I think these guys are built for those tournament type of games. Yeah. You know, that's why you saw success last year. They just play so hard. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sometimes those games are going to go your way. If you're playing hard enough at a neutral site. You know? Yeah. They like to play to the level of the opponent. 
too. They really they do. They definitely play to their opponent. 100%. They really do. You said that's the best you could have said it. I mean, how else do you lose to Duke by one and then freaking lose to Maine? It's just what I can't think about it. Yeah, um, don't don't okay. bring that back up. I know, my bad. Bury that. So, Bury that. So moving on to happier times. Um, let's start. Let's start. Yeah, let let's get the let's get the. So we're gonna move on to the hockey, but let's get the bad juju out of the way, and then and then we can get some some good stuff in. Uh, so last last weekend did not go as planned. <sighs> I had tweeted out so leading up to the bean pot that I really thought that a four one and one record going into the bean pot was ideal. They have two games against. They had two games against Vermont. They have these two games against B this weekend. I believe it's uh, UMass Lowell that they have, and then they hit the bean pot slate. So I was really looking for them to really hit their stride. Four one and one. Uh, I know that was still not out of question for the record. They're all one and one right now. For the record, I love I I love the positivity. I will Mm -hmm. I will absolutely give you that. Thank you. I was looking at it that these two wins were going to be layups and then we were going to be two, one and one the rest of the way. So now we just have to go four, four and oh, to keep, to keep that alive. Um, did not, did not go how I would have liked. Uh, we can kind of get into, I mean, first, first off, like, what are your guys' thoughts from that? And then I'll kind of, I'll kind of give you, uh, how I broke it down, but I want to hear kind of your guys' ideas first. Um, I can go. Uh, I thought the offense was stagnant. I mean, that's an understatement, but um, the second game, the penalties at the end really kind of torched us Uh, having Mm -hmm. the five minute major, you kill it off and then have another five minute major. And I, and I don't mean to digress or anything, but I, I had a question. I hoping you guys could answer cutter got the five minute major with 250 left in the third. Is he suspended? I don't know. That's a good question. I think he, I don't know the, I I think don't know he has the to miss time, either. right? I, I believe. Good question uh, to look up later, I guess. But I was trying to find it. I just couldn't find it. Um, when you take a five-minute major penalty and you can't serve the full penalty, I'm pretty sure you have to serve a suspension the following game. Um, so I think he's out on Friday, mm. which is huge. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a big blow. So sorry oh, to be a no. downer, uh, on, on the downer in the room here, but no cutter. Cutter's been uh, our go-to. He's our bread and butter um, right. on our team. So to yeah. have to, to be down him, you know, at, at least one of the two games potentially. Again, I don't mean to throw false alarms out there. Could I could be completely wrong, and he serves the suspension or he serves the rest of the game, and that's he got away with not having to serve the last three minutes or whatever of the penalty, but. I, I think that there is a rule in there about that. Mm. I guess well, my that... take on the the weekend of games against Vermont at at home was just obviously one point out of those two games is is bad. Yeah. Um, and to score the first goal in both of those games, mm-hmm. and then kind of just turn off all in, like the energy. It just felt like the energy was turned off, like you felt for those first 10 minutes of the first periods of both of those games, like the four check was they're flying around, they're hitting guys there. You know, then there were like dirtier hits and later in the games where they got penalized. But I mean, they were like, they like turned it off. They scored the first goal and they're like, all right, we'll coach to a win. Yeah. Clearly that didn't happen in both those cases. That's what it just felt like in the arena. It was like, they went and got that first one and everybody's like fired up. And then what do you know? Catamounts start crawling back and they hmm. win one in a shootout and win one in regulation. I mean, it just, yeah, it was not pretty. And yeah, Peter already mentioned that the penalties were, I've never seen, I've never seen two major penalties called. Like there was, we got two, they, uh, Vermont had two major penalties called against them on Friday night. And then we had two majors called against us on Saturday night. I can't remember the last time that that's kind of happened in a season series back to back games. Right. It's very odd to see that. One interesting thing from that weekend is that we outshot them by 20 shots. Mm. We were firing the puck, just not, not scoring it. I mean, 63 shots to 43 shots. We only scored three goals. Is that statistic all on net for shots? 
Um, so it's off the BC statistic, hockey statistic. Um, okay. Yeah. So I don't know how they're, they're categorizing, but I'm, I'm, I think a shot in hockey technically means it would have went in, had the goalie not stopped it. Mm. So shot on net would, would technically be, would be that category. Um, but yeah, to, to, to outshoot by the opponent by 20 and then to not take a W yeah. home. Got to improve that, your accuracy. Was that the first game? No, that's the total. Oh, of the two games. of the two games it, when you combine them, oh, it feels no. like they should have shot more. There was instances where I'm just standing there yelling "shoot" and nobody like they're <laughs> on the power play too. Like they're a man up. Play was horrendous. They they should have scored more goals, obviously, and they had man up advantages in both games plenty of time. They're pretty um, good this season on the power play too. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. nationally ranked. They're I mean they're second in the league, twelfth nationally on the power play. They they score a quarter of the time on the power play. And that was one of the things we were critical of them earlier in the year. We were saying you're getting all these power play opportunities, not scoring, and you're letting up all these power play goals to start the game going down. Now we're on the power play, we're scoring, we're going up early and then losing. It's like you, you can't have you can't have it. Uh, no matter what you want, you can't have it. Especially against the dead last place team in hockey mm-hmm. east. <sighs> Like, so what happens this weekend, Brett? What happens this weekend? I got one and one. You think they split? Yeah. They win the home game, lose the away game. Yeah. I think they're going to, I think it'll be, I think they'll, they'll have like a close, a close, um, I think they'll have like a close home or away loss. And then I think they're going to have some like crazy scratch and claw game. I don't think it's going to be as wild as um, the one right before break that we're going to kind of talk about here in a minute. But I think it's going to be one of those games where they're, they're going to like eke it out at home. BU's be way, way better right now. Um, mm. Even in like pair, even the pairwise rankings, BU's six. I mean, BC's 23. So the way the way that that works is in order to make the tournament, like BC is going to have to win the hockey East tournament, whereas like BU is going to get an at large bid. So BU is that team right now. Where BC, I mean BC was eighteen last week, and that's what really really sucked is they finally got back into the rankings. It looked like because if you can get between like ten and twelve in pairwise then you're, you're kind of you're you're looking good for an at-large bid to the NCAAs regardless of how you do in the conference tournament but 16 i mean yeah like 15 and and less you're you're you got to win you got to win the hockey east which i mean now that that but that that's another thing too so there were these two seasons the 2016 2017 season and the 2017 2018 season so and they were both very similar. So in 2017, they went 18, 14, and four, and they lost in the Hockey East Championship game to UMass Lowell. They didn't make the tournament. Same thing with 2018. And I, something that I thought was pretty funny about 2018 is they went 07 and three, and they're out of conference. <laughs> so they they just they but they beat the crap out of hockey's teams. They went 18 and six and 18 and six in hockey's that year. They were like a wagon, but they finished the year 18, 13, and three, and they lost in the semifinals and they missed the tournament. Um, so right now they're nine, seven, and five. They have 13 games left, 11 of them hockey east. So they have the two beanpot games as well. I look at this. So my my kind of like final predictor has them going around 17, 10, and 7, uh, which A, is just not going to be good enough to make the NCAAs. And it kind of is right in line with with those those two years, which they missed the tournament, which where they were like, you know, they were competitive, they were an over five hundred team, they were a good team, but they just weren't good enough to play on a national level, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so for like this weekend, I have them splitting. You know, I feel like this is kind of like their their Super Bowl Stanley Cup. Um, if you want to, if you want to go that route, uh, playing BU back to back, so I could see them going one and one, but I mean, B, 
BU is 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 they're they're really they're really good. Don't, don't you just feel like everybody's getting better around BC? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Merrimack. Don't you get that Look, feeling? Like yeah. Obviously, BC has its calling card, right? With hockey, it's the history. Yeah. It's there's the lure, there's the brand, there's all that, right? And I feel like all these other schools around here, like think about Merrimack. How is Merrimack in the top of the hockey East this year? Mm-hmm. You see UConn's new hockey facility. I mean, like yeah. these. Te- Everybody is getting better. And I think that's got to – I think BC has to, like, hit them somewhere. Like, that's got to – you got to take that and run with it and be like, all right, we got to be better too. It yeah. fires you up, and it fires me up, and it definitely fires Brett up. But I wonder if, like, the admins, the higher-ups, are they fired up by this? Kind of feels like it's a com- there's some complacency going on. Just like across, because like Brett said, just not good enough. And I was thinking, man, that just applies so many different ways across so many different teams. Just just not good enough. Like we just need a little bit more. I mean, to your point, like how is every other team getting better? We have Cutter, and I think that's a really good sign to have a, a top draft pick and a, and a really great player still come here. Um, right. But how many more are going to follow, to your point, without a top of the line new building coming or uh, some yeah. some exciting some excitement? Right. Yeah. I think that well, obviously for basketball, that new facility that's going to open up later that's in the year cool. is going to be ridiculous. That's going to be huge for the program. Huge for Earl um, too in the first two years, yeah. year three, four. You know, going in with that facility as a recruitment tool. Yeah. So is that opening at the end of this year? I think it's slated for some point. I think it's slated for like fall semester of 23, honestly. Oh, wow. So I think awesome. for when they come back. Good. I was reading the game notes. Is it? I mean, it has to be true because it's on the game notes, right? But BU's last win at Conti came back in 2017. Wow. Well, think, well let's think it out. They didn't win here last year. Mm-hmm. Um. 21 was the game when Hellison had the coast to coast goal. Um, good for you. I can't remember what I did yesterday. You can remember like all the way back to 2017. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny? I can't either. I'm just an absolute <laughs> weirdo, dude. I lay in bed. The thing is, I knew that too. I was like, I know exists. Brett doesn't know what he did yesterday either, but he probably knows every DC <laughs> moment. Like, oh, that was the minute 20 mark when that happened. <laughs> I lay in bed and just ruminate on these factoids. <laughs> that's, that's why the don't... podcast exists right here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, so and then 2020, they were, that was, I mean, that team, I, I can't stand, I don't even like talking about that team. That team was such a wagon. The team with like Cotton and freaking, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I'm like drawing a blank because there was just so many dope players on that team, but they definitely beat up on BU. So, I mean, maybe it could be true for, you know, I'm taking it for what it's worth. It's on the game notes. It's definitely true. If it's on the game notes, Brett, it could be true. He goes, it could be true. He's going against the sports information director with no information. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I know. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the sports information director on this one. Sorry, Brett. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I fail you. I would too. I, I just... The reason I brought it up in the way that I did is just it kind of hit you right six years. Well, I guess technically five years because it's December first, two thousand seventeen, and it being January of twenty twenty three. But mm-hmm. you know, a long time. Needless to say, since BU's come into Conti and taken a win, so I'll give them the win tomorrow. And um, yeah, I think that the the power of BU just takes over on Saturday at home, and the, and they win the Saturday game. Isn't it Vice at home Saturday? Vice versa. We're, we're at home Saturday, away from. Oh, yeah, did I get him yeah, flip flop? Yeah, 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 I got him flip flop. Yeah, but let's put it this way: BU wins at home, BC wins at home. I understand. Yeah, I, I got what you meant there. Yeah, <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, I, I feel like Saturday is a must win. Yeah, like you're it's your your number one rival on your home ice. Like, take care of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's no other option. Don't get swept by them. Right. You can't. You can't. I would love to see them like tie them or something at BU and then come here and just wax them. Mm. Just that'd be nice. Just serve them a little humble. I could go for another nine seven win, couldn't you? Oh my God. Can we talk about that? that? You're welcome for the segue. That was beautiful. Oh my God. That 
That's the best. That that we've talked about this. That is the best hockey game, like live hockey game I've ever watched in my lifetime. Yeah. Ever. I almost went deaf from the goal horn. <laughs> well, that many horns. You're gonna yeah. you're bound to go deaf. Exactly. I mean, yo, they almost they almost had to serve up free tacos after the game because of it. We can't that was probably the closest we've got. So no, no, they definitely served up tacos. Tacos is three goals. Jack Burger uh, is if there's a hat trick. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's where, I'll, that's where I'll bring my uh my marketing uh MC prowess into the play here. Yeah, you're you you know, you know. Jack Burger's on a hat trick. I yeah. I mean, think about that. A Shack burger. I mean, that's like an eight dollar value right there. That I'm going there straight after the game. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Carter was one shy, right? We didn't have yeah, a hat trick yet. Yeah. 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 Jerry York night. Great night. It was, was a great awesome. night. It was the vibe. The vibes are awesome. It was just it was cool too, because they came out, they came out firing and they went up to nothing. You know, obviously, then BU roared back. They scored two. Then BU scores again early in the third, and you're just like, oh boy. But then BU, I mean BC, excuse me. They answered like a minute or two later. Then mm-hmm. BU scores again, like a couple seconds later. Then BC like rips off two more, and you're. It's just like it, the back and forth of it was so nuts, and it was just like, oh my, like what the f- is going on here? That was awesome. It was. It was incredible. I just I wish they I wish they would bring back the uh I wish they would bring back for Boston on the goal songs. Do you have any insight on, on that on like why they changed it? Honestly, no. I just know that that kind of stuff changes with athletic directors, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it almost comes like tradition stuff kind of change it goes in ebbs and flows with that because like each each administration likes to have their own sort of calling card, I guess you sure. can call it for each game or each sport. Sure. Um so yeah, I and yeah, that's that's really all I ha- I don't have so I don't have all that inside information to be quite honest. I I'm a freelance employee. Um I do pretty cool things, but at the same time, like I really am not on the ends the ends. Yeah. Ends. Sure. You do that, mad that, cool things. I'm mad jealous. Thank you, thank I, you. I know me too. But that so so Mr. my 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 segue guy over here, loving it. Uh so that that segues way to kind of like a a new segment that that I wanted to introduce to the listeners uh called what's your beef. So we're going to each each one of us so I'm I'm going to do it tonight uh just to kind of get it popping but mm-hmm. every so often one of us will come up with a uh, a BC related beef that we have with whether it's you know game experience team whatever the case may be. Uh so my my beef tonight well, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Someday okay. you're going to have callers okay. into this show where people are going to be calling in with their beef. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what the – or on social media, people sending you their beef with like a yeah a big roast beef as a picture on a, on a tweet with what yeah. their beef is, you know, like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, true. True. Thank you. Thank well, what's you. Your, what's right. your beef, Brett? Go ahead. What's your beef? Yeah. What's your beef? My beef comes from – and it got me thinking when when our AD, Mr. Blake James, called us Boston College University. That's only half of it. My main beef is that we get called Boston College University Golden Eagles. It's like a double wrong. It's like we're just that that is just not us. We're not the BCU Golden Eagles. Where have I you heard getting... this from? Who who has called us this? This is news. So let me tell you. So I have I have an all BCU team right here. People who have committed to BCU. You ready for this? These like, are in the, in the these are just these are just I, I scoured on Twitter, buddy. Trust me, I went in. These are just like the people I feel like that nobody we else all has know. this beef besides you. I hate it. It just it just irks me. So Kobe White committed to BCU. Josh DeBerry, who just he just transferred out of BCU. Did you see him thank Coach Halfley with two Fs? Oh my lord! <laughs> and he and he gave the Dazzler a little shout out. That was yeah. one. He did. <laughs> Anytime they do that, I'm like, ooh, they just don't. Maybe they don't like Jeff so much. They misspelled <laughs> his name and then shout out the other coach. <laughs> we don't have to read it to that too far, but I mean, come on. Yeah, 
Like, don't read into it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what we do here. <clears throat> Little. He's on the BCU list, uh, Brett. David Bailey, former Bruising running back. Wyatt Ray, former defensive end. And then this is a good one. You guys will all appreciate this. Joey Porter Jr. received an offer from Boston College University. So maybe that's why he went to Penn State instead of coming here to the Golden Eagles, because he probably realized that there was no Golden Eagles. But Joey, Joey Porter, imagine having Joey Porter Jr. That would be dope. We always have, like, I feel like the past couple of years, we've been getting, like, people's kids. And it makes me feel super old, not to go on a, like, complete other side tangent. <laughs> um but we've been getting like like children of people that I like grew up knowing or watching or whatever. Are we gonna get um, Bronny James? Is that what you're saying? Yo, maybe. LeBron said he Come can go here. wherever he wants. Yo. If he doesn't go to if he doesn't go to Ohio State, I'd be shocked. Oh yeah, he hundred he's he's there. He he put out that picture of him in that jersey, and I was like, that no. that just that those, looks correct. Those stupid, not committed things that these athletes are posting. I mean, come on. Yeah. Not committed. They put up like the entire photo shoot that they take with the team. And they say, not committed. <laughs> oh, come on. It's like OJ's book, If I Did It. <laughs> oh. Can't write not committed. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't, I'm not, you're going to start. I'm going to start on a tangent here if I start talking about. Well, it's repeat, okay. It's like, the what people, your beef section. I feel like if pe- you're going to people, be... swa- people swapping commitments and decommitments and all this crap mm. that's going on. Don't. Oh, yeah. got we'll save that beef for another time. Yeah, yeah, that that just that yeah. That, I I I like this section a lot. We put we that all beef got on hell, layaway. We got hella we got hella beef. I think we could all bring beef to an episode. I yeah, mean, I'm I'm staying silent over here. You know I got beef. Yeah, you know I got like a laundry list. Nah, j- boys, I'm opening the like this 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 new segment. It kind of like evolves as it goes. Like I came mm. out like, oh, maybe I'll bring something to the table and just shit on it for a little bit. But like, yo, throw it out. Like what? what I mean, we got plenty yeah. of beef to go around. There, we, next we, next thing you know, we're sponsored by Kelly's roast beef. I mean, oh, really? <laughs> I like it. I mean. My beef has been the same for a while. I want to pay Boston College my money so that I can rock their sweet gear. Like, really mm. badly. I want to wear mm. their jerseys. I want to see the New Balance Preach. logo. I want their sweet jerseys with the names on the back. I want sporting them out in the town, letting people know. Mm. But I can't. I struggle because I go to the to the bookstore to buy what I want to buy, and it's just not there. And we're And, like... I know it's available. I know it could be made. Like I know that, you know, New Balance has the ability to print jerseys out, and I just want to be able to pay for them and and, and give you my hard earned money so that I so I can rock them. And and that's my beef is that I can't fully support my team. Whose mm. whose jersey would you get? Oh, that's a great question. But um, mm. my boy Brum, I'd get a Brum jersey. He's been uh. He's been my guy since he came in. I really like. I think the running game needs a uh, needs uh, him to lead the way. Uh, Garwo, thank you, but uh, it's Brumstown. Mm. Hoops. Hmm, that's a good question. I'm a big man guy, so I go that's, post. Okay, I'm rocking with five. You're going with all, Boo all day, every day, all day, every day. Who 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 are you besides besides Give MC? Me. MC give me, one. give me J, give me Jay Z. Mm, okay. okay, I was singing his praises. I was singing his praises earlier. I love his game. Yeah, and probably. I, and I get a couple more years out of his jersey too. You know. Yeah. True. True. I mean, all of us do, right? I mean, it, QP and Boo uh, are both juniors too, right? Yeah. So who knows? You lose because who do you lose? You lose Mackay and Madsen and. Um, basically, it. Yeah. I assume so. I don't. I would assume he has no more eligibility, but I could be wrong with the COVID stuff. Right, because everyone gets that extra year now. Yeah, he could. He could have another year. Yeah, and people but surprise the, you. That yeah, you don't but think, I think we'll the way, stay. Some of the times, the way that works is they have to go someplace else to use that last year or something like that. That's that's sometimes what we end up with, just like random guys. Oh, is that, that the case? I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a there's a family fr- like has a family friend on his other side of the family or a buddy that he knows that plays at Brown. 
And this is like his fourth year, but he gets one more year of eligibility, but he can't play at Brown next year. So he has to transfer and go elsewhere. That's tough. So like, you, that might just be a COVID thing, honestly. Mm. That's tough, though, because, you you know, you build a relationship with yeah, the school over time. Sure. And you want to finish strong there. And it's yeah. like you're forced to go to some other school just for like a, a rental year almost. Yeah. Strange concept. That's why when people people were like ablaze on Twitter when DeBerry announces transfer last night and they're like, oh, so much for Halfley being this uh, defensive backs guru guy, his whole secondary's leaving. And it's like, well, maybe because they now that I think about it, it's like, well, maybe DeBerry has to leave because DeBerry right. was a four year player here. True. That could, that could be it. it. It could be it. I, again, I, the NCAA rule book is uh, thicker <laughs> than any of us realize and i i wouldn't know half the rules that it comes to and all that with all that shit honestly yeah especially with covid being new and changing the whole thick rule book yeah who knows yeah well we've already run into two two kind of rules from two different sports that we don't really know about so this whole transfer thing that we're unsure of and then Mm. the whole penalty thing we one episode we've added to the list yeah 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 we need you know what ncaa do better <laughs> and just be more transparent. For the love of God, let's, let's, let us know. Let's see, let's see what let's see what Charlie Baker does when he takes it over. Isn't that interesting, huh? Isn't that something? One of the more shock. I mean, obviously that's been in the works for a while, right? But that was one of the more shocking things that I've seen in a like heard. I was like, wow, does that happen a lot? Like people in politics then switch over, you know? Like I, I just didn't I even know. know that he was eligible to be interviewed. I didn't either. Role, you know, like, I didn't mm-hmm. either. And like, it what was the decision cor- process? It just tells you it's a corrupt organization. That's all it tells you. Well, hey, For if real. it's corrupt, you're from Boston. You know, show us some love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up. <laughs> yeah, hashtag from Boston for Boston. Let's go, Charlie. Charlie Baker's Charlie Baker. Get get us back to the tournament. So that maybe that's why they're expanding the tournament to like 126 <laughs> teams. Got to get us. In. They're like, yo, we we got to get them in somehow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. All money, he's making the money sign. Yep, that's that's why we have dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's why we have all these bowls too. Ugh. Some of them are unwatchable, but anyway, <laughs> like the one in our backyard. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, I'm ra- I'm wrapping up the beef section. We uh we we could go all night. That w- I gotta say though, gentlemen, that was a that was a great that was a great launch of a, of one of our new sections. I like it. I like that. I like that. Good segment. Good segment. You want to pat That's on the a- back, Brett? <laughs> and he wants no, a cupcake. no, no. I don't. It's not that I want to pat on the back. I just love the way we ca- like. I love the way that worked. That worked out very well. 100%. You know what 100%. I'm saying? Like yeah. This, this this is a dream team. Like this is. Pippin, Pippin, Jordan, and Rodman over here, or Bird mm. Magic, or not Bird Magic, uh, Bird, Parrish. I want, Ro- I want Rodman, honestly. I was going to say, I want Rodman. I, oh, oh, you cut me off. Oh, you got it first, though. First come, first serve. I'll Fine, take- I'm Jordan then. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll take Pippin. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Team right. player. So, with that, Pete, episode 19 in the books. Let's wrap it up. All right, final. Final thoughts from you, Mr. Peter. Uh, the Eagles are undefeated. Hockey Eagles are undefeated when scoring at least three goals. They're 9-0 and 2. So hopefully the Ooh. Eagles can score three goals and take home some W's. Love it. Mr. Haas. Uh, I'm up in the wins to six for hoops for the end of the year. Six and five in their last 11. Uh, after this episode, I'm feeling even more confident about this team and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for the stars here. You know what? If if you're if you're improving your outlook on this team, I'm going two and zero this weekend. Two and zero, two and zero for for hockey this weekend. We're sweet. Okay. We're sweeping BU. That's well, all. That's all I got. Uh, the optimism is a flowing. The fellas are back together. 2023 is going to be a great freaking year for the boys. BC banter. Uh, with that, uh, we're slamming, slamming that door shut and go Eagles. Rolly. I don't know what you.